0: You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe wherever you your podcasts. Also, don't forget, tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked on Mets. Today's episode of Locked on Mets is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Remember, go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get $10 off your first purchase. Now, what I want to talk about today is baseball's plan to potentially return in the first half of the show, I'm going to talk about some of the different health and safety measures that are going to be taken to maybe get the league jump-started, and then later in the second half, I'm going to talk about my own opinions on whether the league should return and what things will look like for all parties involved. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Fickelstein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter, at Ryan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at com. Now, ESPN's Jeff Passon has been reporting the details about all of the potential plans to return this season, and, you know, it's definitely a complex uh, a series of moving parts to try to basically play baseball adhering to rules of social distancing. I mean, there is a lot to break down here, there is a 67-page document talking about, you know, how the procedures are gonna work and and how, you know, a baseball player's gonna go through their day to get this season back underway. And I'll tell you, it, it's pretty extreme. And obviously Major League Baseball is trying to, you know, dot all their I's and cross all their Ts and make sure that if they do this, if they come back, it is under the safest you know terms possible, and obviously they don't want to come back and then all of a sudden, a, a big group of players or umpires or coaches or whatever it may be gets the coronavirus and things get shut down again. If they're going to play the season, they would like to have everything set in place so things can you know kind of move smoothly and you can play your whatever it is eighty game season in your playoffs with that interruption so, I mean, some of these things you have no high fives, no fist bumps, no hugs, uh, no spitting, which, I mean, it's going to be tough to enforce and to get baseball players to do. You're talking about, you know, natural nature of just how you play the game of baseball, how you interact on a baseball diamond and spitting and chewing uh, sunflower seeds, and no tobacco use. All of these things are going to be tough for the players but that's what Major League Baseball thinks is right to try to obviously prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So that's one of the things that they're talking about. Fielders would be encouraged to retreat several steps away from the base runner between pitches. Does that mean we're going to get more steals? I mean, how does that work? You know, I mean, now you have to change the way you play defense to adhere to these rules. That's you know, something that I guess makes sense on the surface, but also it it makes things pretty hard to enforce and to kind of, I don't know, go about the day-to-day grind of, of a baseball season. So that's one thing you have. First and third base coaches are not to approach base runners or umpires and players should not socialize with opponents. So if you're allowed to hold the runner on to first base and you, know, you can't talk to him, uh, the coach, I mean, all the talk about You know, sign stealing, obviously it's not quite the exact same type of signs, but I mean, how is a coach communicating to their runner what they want him to do? You know, the third base coach, if it's what are we are we running on a on a ball in contact, are we obviously you're gonna have to go with straight signs and they can't get near each other. And I feel like a lot of these rules, while they definitely are to get a handle on the coronavirus stuff, I also think it's about optics. I mean, let's just be honest, if it was solely to keep everyone safe and healthy they're not playing the season, right? I mean, that's, that's the, the, the best way to social distance and, and all the stuff that some of the health experts will tell you to do is to not resume a season. So if they're going to resume a season, they have to try to do it in the best way possible. But at the same time, when you're telling me that you're going to have, you know, players who are on the same team, if they're on the road staying at the same hotels and, you know, even at home, I mean, if you're going to tell them that, they have to sit in the stands if they're not going to play, or they're not you know, likely to get into the game, and they have to sit four seats in between each other and two rows in between each other. I just think, granted, that is the smartest thing for the moment, but what are they gonna do when you know the two players are friendly and after the game they go into each other's hotel rooms? I mean, it's one of those things where it's they are definitely doing what they have to do as far as trying to present the safest and healthiest way of resuming baseball. But at the same time, I feel like some of these rules are for optics because I just don't know if you're actually going to get players to remain isolated in that way. I mean, another thing to talk about is a ball will be thrown away touched by multiple players. So if you turn two, you better pull hand sanitizer out of your pocket and wash your hands and you throw the ball away. Pitchers would have their own set of balls to throw during bullpen sessions. So I guess, you know, each pitcher has a backpack with their baseballs to throw. I don't know exactly how that works. Uh, Personnel who rubs baseballs uh, for the umpires must use gloves. Players would be discouraged from showering at the stadiums after the game and would not be allowed to take taxis or ride-sharing apps on the road. So now you're talking about everyone has to take the bus. Um, everyone's going on the bus unshowered. And because of more social distancing, they're talking about as many as six bucks trips back and forth between the stadium and the hotel if you're on the road and you don't have your own car. So a lot of these things are really difficult. And I imagine that you know a player would even consider if 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 I'm Jacob deGrom and I'm in New York and we're gonna play in Philadelphia. I might drive my car to Philadelphia instead of taking a team plane or a team bus because I don't want to deal with the restrictions and the limited freedom that it comes with this. But at the same time, all of it is limited freedom because you're talking about not being able to go and go to any stores or any restaurants that want to keep their players basically isolated to their bedrooms and the field. That's a lot to ask of these players. Now, under the plan, there's going to be multiple temperature screenings every day. Obviously, they want to be able to get as much testing done as possible so that they can always make sure they have a handle on who may or may not have the coronavirus. Family members will be tested. All essential personnel will be tested. And they're just going to try to (laughs) kind of get this thing through and get, you know, get back to, to action but it's it's going to take a lot. And you're talking about a 67-page document that's still being worked on for how this happens. And it's just, it's a lot for the players to process, league officials to process, a lot of things that you know everyone has to buy in on. Because if there's some players who aren't buying in on the social distancing and everyone's kind of doing their own thing, who knows what could happen or how they can be penalized. There's just a lot. to to kind of digest here their plan is for a three-phase spring training when the season starts where pitchers and catchers would report first like a normal spring training you gotta get those pitchers arms ready then position players would arrive and then they would play some limited amount of exhibition games probably to not only get the players ready but to test out some of these you know procedures that they're putting in place so again there is a lot to break down, to unpack. I'm going to talk about my own feelings about some of this in just a minute. But first, Built Bars are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I can't tell you how much I enjoy every flavor I've tried so far. There are 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut-free flavors with bars that are covered in 100% chocolate, flavors ranging from the mint brownie bar, The Salted Caramel Chocolate Bar, Raspberry Chocolate Cream. They're soft and easy to chew, and they are healthy, too. Built Bar can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. The Mint Brownie Bar has 15 grams of protein, 120 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 5 net carbs. If you want to try Built Bars yourself, Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24, Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. While they regarded as the greatest all round player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a forward read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now wherever audiobooks are sold. Looking over this plan for Major League Baseball to return and kind of thinking about all the different things that come into play, it's tough for me to sit here and just say, absolutely, this should happen. Baseball should return. On the front end, I will say that, you know, personally, of course, I want to see baseball back. Not only from a fan of the game and wanting to see things get back, you know, to some normalcy and get to see the greatest game played again, but... You know, personally, obviously, I'm motivated by seeing sports return. I mean, not only do I have this podcast, but I'm a freelance sports writer. So, you know, all of these leads coming back into play is beneficial to me, you know, personally and financially, as well as, of course, just wanting to be entertained again by sports. But at the same time, what's best for me, the freelance sports you know writer and podcaster that can work you know, for my living room quarantined and not in risk of anything is a lot different than what these leagues are going to ask of these players. And so there is, you know, a lot to think about. And then also there's more than just the players. You have umpires and people who could be older and coaches. And there's just a lot that comes into play when talking about returning to the baseball season. And there's the financial component, which maybe we can get into on another show where You know, players want to get paid close to, I mean, not necessarily their full salary, but what their salary would be for playing half of the season. Owners are trying to offset costs by not paying players. So there's a lot of messy details that come into some of these plans. But personally, I look at what Major League Baseball is proposing And it's pretty radical and I'm not saying that it's wrong to go this far down the road of social distancing, but I also don't know how feasible it really is. And, you know, what it looks like on paper is going to be, you know, a lot different than how it actually gets put into action. Can everyone buy in and make things as safe as possible? And if they do at the same time, what are we going to be watching? I mean... I know we'll take anything at this point. We would love any form of a baseball season, but it's going to look a little weird when you hit a walk-off home run and everyone has to stay apart from each other. You know, you can't have that moment and that excitement rounding the bases. You're already taking the fans, you know, out of play here, so that's going to obviously leave some of the excitement, you know, that you would usually see. That's not going to be something you're going to get, but at the same time, I mean, if the players can't celebrate with each other, it's going to look like a practice, I guess, with stakes attached to it. Will that be enough? Will people still want to watch that? I think they will. But it's definitely going to be a really big, you know, learning experience, I guess, or I don't even know the right word to describe. It. It's going to be very odd to see. And, you know, you're going to have these players who are almost going back to the days of travel baseball and high school baseball where, you know, maybe they're getting dressed at home and going to the ballpark that way because they have to try to social distance in the locker room. And how are you going to fit that many players? I and mean, we are talking about maybe expanded rosters to account for the coronavirus and injuries and stuff. And so if you have a a whole group of 30 players and – so how does everyone stay apart in the locker room? So our guys just showing up to the ballpark dressing and ready to go? They got to leave that way too because they can't shower in the locker room. So again, it kind of brings you back to the days of travel baseball where you're going to see you know, some players pile into their cars with dirt on the uniform and head back to their homes or their hotels. And you know, what's the emotional toll that's going to take on the players. I know everyone wants to, just say, hey, look, you have the best job in the world. You get to play a kid's game for a living. Suck it up and and do whatever you can to give us entertainment. But at the same time, you know the the hidden secret, or maybe not so hidden secret, is that social distancing is also you know isolating. And how's that going to make the players feel? Are the players going to be able to take their families everywhere they go? And if they don't, you know what is that like going to be? What is that life going to be like for them on the road where they're not supposed to be socializing with their teammates? Are they actually going to do that? I don't think they will. I think they will socialize with their teammates. If they do socialize with their teammates, does that cause a wave of coronavirus to the league? There's just so much up in the air. I can't sit here and say it's the best idea in the world to have a season. At the same time, of course, I want to see it. And, of course, I think there is something to be said about bringing the normalcy back to the American public and how much a baseball season would mean to people right now to get that distraction. And if Major League Baseball can do it in a way where it is safe enough that they aren't putting too many people at risk, then I think they got to try it. And I think that ultimately enough of the players will be on board and will want – that feeling back of playing a game of baseball, that they'll take it however they can get it. And so I think you might see a really strange season. I know you're going to see a strange season if we get a season. I mean, this is all unprecedented. I, I just think that you don't want to do something so you know, drastic and playing this season that it impacts the future past 2020. If you could tell me right now, with 100% certainty, if you didn't play a season in 2020, you would get a normal season in 2021 with fans and just everything back to normal and the real excitement and seeing players be able to high five after a home run or whatever it is and celebrate a walk-off. If you can tell me right now that we'll get a completely normal 2021 In lieu of not playing 2020, I think that's the deal I would take. Anyway, that'll be all for today's edition of Locked On Mets. Throughout the rest of the week, I might do a little bit more talk about this, how the money side impacts the players and the owners, and then potentially get back into some franchise what-ifs. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you want to get some more great baseball content, check out the Locked On MLB podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All you have to do to get the show is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB.